0: I've got cancer, but I'm part of a clinical trial that could lead to new breakthroughs.
1: I've got cancer, but I've also got researchers working together to find a cure. If you or a loved one has cancer, you need New Jersey's only comprehensive cancer center, designated by the National Cancer Institute. I've got cancer, but I've also got hope. Learn more at rwjbh.org beatcancer. RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. Let's beat cancer together rwj barnabas health new jersey's largest academic health care system and official health care provider of the new jersey devils let's be healthy together learn more at rwjbh.org speak of the devils is supported by riverside oral surgery official partner of the new jersey devils
2: Hello, Devils fans, and welcome in to Speak of the Devils, presented by R.W.J. Barnum's Health, the official healthcare provider of the New Jersey Devils. I'm Chris Westcott from NJD.TV, joining you alongside Sam Kasson, the head writer for NewJerseyDevils.com, filling in for Matt Laughlin today, uh, giving him the day off again on the podcast. So he deserves it. Um, Sam, we've got a really great guest today on the pod. Um, he's a friend of the pod. He's a friend of NJD.TV. Uh, He's a friend of NHL, uh, from NHL.com, Mike Morial. And I know you and I want to ask him a little bit about team performance this year, obviously. Lots about prospects. That's his bread and butter. Uh, Specifically, I want to ask about Alex Holtz, because he cannot stop scoring goals in the American Hockey League. And I want to know how long until we get to see that in a devil's sweater. Um, Is there anything else you're looking forward to speaking with him about today?
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear, honestly, his overall thoughts on the team because you're right, he, he is the prospects guy, but he's also around the Devils a lot. He's the beat writer for NHL.com that covers the team. We cover him a lot side by side, and honestly, even just in being around the rink with them and having conversations, you realize how much he knows this team. Uh, it's it's kind of incredible. Obviously, he's been here a very long time, covered a lot of Devils teams throughout the past, so he's got a really good grasp on this team, on some of the players, and you know whether it's a, a Luke Hughes, uh, or so, excuse me, a Jack Hughes, uh, Jesper Bratt, Dawson Mercer, Dougie Hamilton, even Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, he's He's got a really good, interesting take on all of these guys, as well as the Luke Hughes, as well as Alexander Holtz. And I thought the things he had to say about Holtz were really interesting, and fans are going to want to love to hear that. They want to stay tuned, because he's got some really great things to say about Holtz and maybe when the Devils can expect to see him full-time. And and my big question is, I want to hear about Shakir Mugumadoulin, because obviously after he was drafted, a lot of... Critics have their say, but it seems like the Devils are going to, in the end, be viewed as having made the right choice in that aspect. So a lot of good things he's doing. And like you said, he's he's the prospects guy. He knows the system very well, the other prospects that the Devils have. And so love to get his take on that, as always.
2: We'll ask him about Luke Hughes as well. Jack Hughes's emerging season. Let's go now to the man who has his finger on the pulse of the Devils. Mike Moriel. And now we bring in our guest of honor, Mike Morial from NHL.com. Mike, thank you for joining Sam and I here on Speak of the Devils, presented by R. W. J. Barnabas Health. How are you doing today?
0: Very good, Chris, Sam. I'm so glad to to join the podcast. It's always uh, fun to talk hockey whenever you get a chance. So looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know we're at the midway point here in the NHL season. So there's a lot to get excited about as we hit the stretch run.
2: You know, you're you're one of the guys, we really like to amplify your work and what you're doing. Usually we talk to you closer to the draft, and we'll get to the draft here in a little bit, but you're grinding, you're in the room with us, uh, you're in all the media availabilities here for the Devils. Uh, you know, this season's been a bit difficult. I I think that we thought the team is maybe... Maybe not ready to earn a playoff spot, but could at least be in the conversation. And they've had numerous injuries, numerous run-ins with COVID protocol. They've had a lot of situations not go their way. Can you just give us a, to start an overall, you know, uh, assessment of how the season's gone for the Devils so far?
0: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, guys, you know, besides health, the, the Devils, you know, when they're playing with compete. And passion every night which we've seen you know uh, quite honestly almost almost every game this year it's a team that never really quits and that's a testament to how coach Lindy Ruff has you know these guys thinking the Devils never truly have been out of a hockey game the, the talent is here it's just a matter of learning how to win those big games and coming up big in special moments uh, I think a lot of the elite players on this team are still young. They're learning. Uh, they're going through that phase of what I need to do to have an impact, not just individually in big moments, but as a teammate. And, and that takes some time to gel uh, with other members of the club, but they're learning that this year. I, I do think it'll pay dividends down the road, Chris, you know, stability and goal has been a, has been an issue. It seems like it's been an ongoing issue for the devils the past two, three years. And since, Tom Fitzgerald has assumed the role as general manager of this team. You know, Blackwood appears to be the man. He just needs to be healthy. It'll be interesting to see how management and the and the coach deal with the current situation and Blackwood's ailment right now. Fitzgerald, you know, hasn't been too lucky to find that backup goalie. Corey Crawford didn't work out. Jonathan Bernier, you know, looked to be, you know, fit that part, but an unfortunate injury and subsequent surgery has him out for the year. and. Uh, Even in a pandemic season, I got to say, you know, five, the use of five goalies over the course of a season is just, is just too much. Um, You know, another point I want to make too, is that, and you hear this a lot, Chris and Sam, uh, what media members have been asking coach Lindy Ruff post game during off days, uh, the leadership role. And it it is a big part. Uh, You know, the Devils do have some veteran guys in that room. You know, I think of, P.K. Subban, I think of Damon Severson, uh, even Nico Heesher, despite the fact, you know, he's three, four years in. Uh, he, he still has that leadership role and he is captain of this team and he does an outstanding job. But I want to make mention that th- this team has sorely missed for Miles Wood this year. Now, he's been out all season after that right hip surgery. It's a shame since this is his contract year. But but Wood is a heart and soul guy and one who will say what's on his mind. Um, So I just wanted to make that point because in a season, you know, as difficult it is to play under all the circumstances and conditions that the Devils have endured this year, um, Miles Wood has been sorely missed this season. So um, overall, big picture, uh, you know, midway point of the season here, uh, you know, I do like what I see with the Devils. It's just a matter of consistency and playing the game the right way each game you know, making the most out of practices, getting the most out of practices. They've been doing that. I think Coach Lindy Ruff and his staff have done a wonderful job.
2: And I think that when we look back on the season, you mentioned the Devils star players and and their talented players needing to step up and learn to win in those moments. I think, though, when we look back on this year, the number one storyline is probably going to be Jack Hughes has now worked his way into the conversation to be among that elite tier. If not, he's knocking on the door. I don't, I, he has to do it consistently. I think we know that he's still super young, so young uh, in this league, but I think we've now seen that he has that star stud elite potential and the devils need that. They need one of those guys. I mean, Sam might argue is towards a number, but there's probably what five faces of the league and the Devils didn't have that guy, and now they have a guy that could be that guy moving forward. What has your assessment been of Jack Hughes this year?
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, he comes into the league at such a uh, as a teenager, first player from the NTTP to 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 play in the NHL right after being drafted, and it was a lot. It was a lot of pressure on Jack, um, and he came in. He you know went through that first year. He had some lumps, some ups and downs, um, and then of course. You know, injuries hit him, the pandemic in recent years. And it hasn't been easy for Jack Hughes as a young player entering the league. Um, And and then, you know, it just seemed to click for him. It seemed uh, right around Christmas time uh, where, you know, he's on a line with Jesper Brad. It seemed like Andreas Johnson uh, really was a nice fit for for Jack as well. Yegor Sharangovich has always been a, a complimentary player to Jack. I think when Jack Hughes has those complementary players that are able to to force the issue as well, score some goals, he can you, you can see Jack Hughes. I mean, he just pulls you out of your seat. Right. Chris, Sam, I mean, when you watch him take the puck, you always anticipate and expect something's going to happen uh, with the puck on his stick. He was that way at the National Team Development Program. I think it's taken some time for him to understand and learn the process of the NHL. It certainly isn't an easy league. I know you guys know that, and we say it all the time. But I think some players uh, think, you know, when they come into the league, they they might be able to do the same things that they were able to do in major junior or college or with the program in, in Plymouth, Michigan. So Jack is now understanding what he needs to do to be successful. I think he's saying the right things. I think he's doing the right things. He's really, you know, making the best out of practice sessions video sessions with the coaching staff. And I think it's just showing up uh, on the ice. He's early in this early in his career, I remember him doing the turns and the swirls and the neutral zone, looking to you know, for himself to get into that open ice. And and now it's a matter of using his teammates more. And that's what Jack Hughes needs to do. Give and goes a lot more giving goes. Get to the net, then make those cycles, those turns in the offensive zone those no look passes, which he is so exceptional, uh, exceptionally talented at doing. Um, I think we're seeing that now at a Jack Hughes. I think right now, guys, we're beginning to see uh, a, a more consistent Jack Hughes. And from what Dan Marr told me, the the NHL director of central scouting, when they first ranked Hughes number one in the twenty nineteen draft, you know they said the sky's the limit for Jack Hughes and what his potential will bring. I talked to Dan about it just recently about a week and a half ago, and he says that projection is still going up. What you're seeing now at a Jack Hughes is what we anticipated in year two, in year three, and it's only going to get better.
1: Interesting, because I think back to the back-to-back contest where the Devils hosted Carolina on one night and Los Angeles the next. Against Carolina on the power play, Jack Hughes skates down, and just rips a shot, top corner, goal. And then the next night as you're talking about using teammates – same, same exact scenario, skating down on that wall side, no-look pass. I mean, literally, he's looking at the goaltender's eyes as he's making a tape-to-tape pass through the box, the penalty kill box, right under the stick of Jesper Brad, who buries it. So you can see it on both those plays. And You talked about using his teammates more. Jesper Brad in that situation obviously finishes the play. And I don't know about you, Mike, but I did not have on my bingo card coming into the year that Brad would be the leader in goals, assists, and points for the Devils. What big of a surprise has he been?
0: Isn't it crazy, Sam? You know, Jesper Brad is one of those players that you you always knew he was fast and he had the speed uh, when the Devils first brought him up. I mean, he was one of those players uh, when he first came up. He was a surprise in training camp when the Devils finally put him into the lineup that season. I don't think anyone expected Jesper Brad, as as late a draft pick as he was, to come in and and do the damage he did in training camp and then have success. Then it kind of teetered off a little bit. Uh, in the middle of his career here, of his young career, and and now this year, he's just he's just tearing it up. Uh, you know, leading the Devils in goals, assists, points. Uh, gosh, he even got into a fight the other night, right? So, Jesper Bratt, is he's in that zone. I mean, we we hear it all the time about goalies and goalies being in a zone and making some big saves uh, that you wouldn't expect. Jesper Bratt right now, as far as goal scoring and just pushing the pace for the devils and driving the offense. He's been a leader on this team. I, I, I could say it. He, he's been an absolute leader. I, we all know, right, Sam, that, that Lindy rough loves him. Whenever we talk about him in post game, you know, Lindy's given him credit. He credits his speed. He credits, and he's even said it. Lindy said that whenever he comes, he's on the ice, something good, he expects something good to happen. And when you have Jesper Brat with a Jack Hughes as your center, that's for exciting times, uh, not only the the remainder of this season, but certainly in the future for the Devils. Yeah,
1: and I think, and I'm under the impression, I feel like every line that Brad has been on this season has been the Devils' best line. So when he started early on, it was him, Johnson, and uh, Dawson Mercer. They were the best line. Then he got bumped up with Nico Heischer for a period. They were the best line. Now he's playing with Jack Hughes. They're the best line. You can see that development. And speaking of Mercer, obviously, he's a kid that came in, and speaking of surprises, Came in obviously very young, obviously big potential there. The Devils obviously expected a lot from him. I don't know if they expected him to make the team out of training camp, but clearly he has done that. And two of the biggest aspects, one being defense and face-off, when you talk about young centers needing to make that adjustment. Well, the defense has been there, and he's actually had shown some scoring touch. So, Mike, were you surprised that he was able to make the team out of training camp? And beyond that, how do you assess his season so far and how well he's been playing?
0: Had a good training camp, Sam. There's no doubt about it. When, when you watched him and, and saw the attitude that he had, you know, he's very respectful, but he does play with a little bit of that edginess, which which is what you'd like to see in a young player like that. He's fun to watch. He, he's got the hairdo going. He's exciting. But, but most importantly, he, he's the definition of a two-way forward, right? Just what you said, Sam, a guy who can retrieve pucks, he can back check with authority uh, he can turn the transition and create in the other zone. And I tell you, you know, Devils fans can enjoy this kid because even better days are ahead with Dawson Merson and, and what he's been able to bring to the team. And you're right. You know, while he, you know, he, he's learning the face-offs as Nico Heeshier did his first year. I remember Nico struggling, uh, on face-offs as a rookie. You know, it takes some time to understand, uh, the strength that's needed in face-offs and. You know, you have a book on players, too, of course, uh, you know, what sides they like to go or where their strengths are. And and Dawson Mercer is gradually picking that up. So it's going to be fun to watch. And you also mentioned, you know, Andreas Johnson there, Sam. And just a quick one on Andreas. And it's been an epiphany this season with him for the Devils. You know, uh, the goals, the points and the amount of games he was on a streak there, of I think, four or five games where he had points. Um, so just, you know, another great find there, uh, by, by Tom Fitzgerald and bringing Andreas over and, and knowing the type of fit, the type of player, uh, he would have in the locker room, you know, all the players love him. They said that, you know, he's the the fun loving guy. He's a good jokester in the locker room. So those players are equally important in the locker room as they are on the ice. So, um, offensively, I, I think the devils are in a good place right now. No doubt about it.
2: Mike, I, I we've talked a lot about the forwards here. I, I did want to ask you about defensemen, too, in particular. I'll start with Ty Smith. He had such a great season last year, and I, I think that the expectations were pretty high. Maybe are we just seeing a little bit of a sophomore slump with him? He's, he's dealt with injury. He's dealt with a few issues here uh, to start the year, but uh, I, I know his ceiling is just so high. Uh, but I know Devils fans have been questioning some of his play this year and, and rightfully so and he's had some moments where the coaching staff has done just that as well he had a sit a game earlier on in the year as well um, wh- what's been your assessment of him and, and and are you still really optimistic about his future obviously
0: yeah obviously he came into the league great right, Chris you know you, you saw the skating you saw the IQ what he was able to do from the back end and you know, Ty Smith is a, is a puck pusher. Uh, he he's going to move the puck into the offensive zone. He's going to cr- try to create offense from the point. You know, you would hope on a PP one or PP two, he can contribute in that area as well. Um, And he did. And obviously, you know, he's struggling a little bit this year. Uh, There's no question about it. I think he's trying to find his way back and fight his way back. You know, Lindy Ruff has said, uh, as well as management, that uh, you know they have him in the video room showing the mistakes that he needs to work on. He needs to correct uh, to become an even better player. I think they'd like to see him, uh, you know, do a little bit more in the defensive zone. I think that's something he's working on. I've seen him trying to adjust to that, uh, trying to adjust uh, to the NHL level and what he needs to do to be a, a a perennial good player for this club. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, help them to the, to the playoffs. And um, Ty Smith is a player that, you know, I do believe the devils will need, uh, at some point. Obviously, you know, they they have a nice back end this year. I like what what with uh what Tom Fitzgerald has put together here. Obviously, Dougie Hamilton's out with the injury right now, but what a pickup that was. And he had a sensational first half of the year. I think Jonas Siegenthaler, another great pickup, has been an unsung hero for this devils team. I gotta be honest with you guys. I think to me personally, I think Siegenthaler may be the most consistent defenseman the Devils have have had this year. Big consistent, physical blue liner that they, uh, a type of guy that they desperately needed. It's rare that I'm, uh, you know, leaving the arena, thinking about Jonas Siegenthaler and uh, trying to, you know, pinpoint a mistake that he made. So he's been consistent for me. And I also want to, you know, mention Damon Severson as well. I I think Severson has really come into his, I don't know what you guys think, but I think he's really coming to his own in the absence of Dougie Hamilton here the last couple of weeks, he's, he's logging big minutes. He's using his body that, that long stick, and he's doing it in the proper way. You know, Lindy Ruff has said in post-game conferences recently that, you know, he likes Severson's game. He's playing big minutes. He's contributing any way he can. Again, watching video, going over video and the, you know, Severson is the, you know, longest tenure devil right now. So he's a guy that he knows uh, the young guys are going to be looking up to and looking at. And that's a player that Ty Smith can look at as well. Uh, a player that Damon, you know, what Damon Severson has been doing uh, on the blue and on. Obviously, he's not as big and strong as Severson, but there are ways to get around that uh, when you're as talented a defenseman as Ty Smith. I think he'll figure it out, guys. Um, it's just a matter of working with Lindy Ruff, working with these other players. They're all you know, pitching in to help out the young players. Ty Smith is, is uh, you know, is in that group as well. But Stevenson, I think, has done a real nice shot. And Ryan Graves, to pick up a lot more, you know, he's a lot more offensively oriented than what I remember of him in Colorado. And, and he's been another real nice addition.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I do, before I move forward, I wanted to give Sam, our uh, co-host here, a uh, some credit on Siegenthaler because dating back to last season, he's like, just wait. Everything I hear about the kid, everything I've seen from the kid, he's going to be a pretty good player here. Didn't let last season get to you, Sam, in your prediction there. You were all on the Jonas train.
1: That's right, yeah. I spoke with a couple of scouts in Washington, and they spoke very highly of him. One of them, even said he's a top-four type defenseman, which obviously I'm going more off of their word than how much I watched him because he didn't play a lot last year, but I was definitely on board. And Mike, I do want to ask you real quick before we switch a little bit to the futures. Uh, you mentioned Blackwood a little bit earlier and with Blackwood, obviously there's a lot of, he's had an interesting season. He had the heel injury that he's recovering from. He had COVID. Uh was supposed to have a backup. So he wouldn't have to shoulder the burden so much this year. And obviously that's gone out the window. And you mentioned the instability in goal where they had six different goaltenders play this year, which ties a franchise record. What's your assessment of, of McKenzie? Obviously everybody wants to see him do well. Everybody wants to see him take the reins and be that guy for the long haul, but he hasn't shown the consistency yet. I just wonder what your assessment of his, of, is of his game.
0: Yeah. I like him, Sam. I, I like what I've, I've seen. I I've always liked McKenzie Blackwood in um, major junior, what he was able to do coming up through the draft uh, you know, the devils uh, obviously went through that slow development process with McKenzie, which is what you'd like to see with a goaltender. Um, and, and once he, was able to come up and show what he was able to do in the NHL. I think, you know, what you're seeing is a goalie that um, is big, lanky, can get down and butterfly very quickly, can cover a lot of the net and then butterfly. Um, I think it's just a matter, you know, the, the uh, you know, the heel injury was something that, uh, you know, was unexpected there uh, during, you know, the start of this season and and what we learned um, just recently. Um Obviously when you warm it up and he stretches it out and uh, he knows what he needs to do to, 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 get into that form to, to, on game days, but you know, deep down, you know, that it's gotta be affecting him somewhat. Um, so I, I think with a healthy McKenzie block, I do think that the devils do have their number one goalie here. Um, I like what I've seen out of McKenzie when he's at his best, you see what he's capable of doing. He's capable of making some big runs, playing back-to-backs, uh, you know, game situations, maybe going three days, uh, three games uh, during the course of the week. We've seen him do that in the past. He's still a young goalie. He has a good mindset, a good frame of mind for the position, very calm. It, we, we've seen him in post game, right, Sam, Sam and Chris? You know, you know, he's like unflappable. You ask him questions that you think may rattle him a little bit, and he just has that straightforward approach to answering questions, Every so often, you might get a smile out of the kid, but for the most part, he's all business. So, I, you know, I, I do like McKenzie, his demeanor, the style of goalie he is. I think it's just a matter of getting him healthy, and that's why I mentioned earlier too. It, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage this. I know he's a little nicked up here, and they they want to figure out what's going on with McKenzie. I mean, let's face it, where the Devils are in the standings right now? Do you rest him a little more? Do you do you give him more time to recuperate? Or do you kind of just throw him back in knowing that this is your future? This is the guy that's going to be your number one and you want to give him starts. You want to give him activity and action behind a team that for the most part could be the devil's team for the next two, three years. So you want to see how this chemistry, how this, how this team, how everything comes together. And obviously Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be a big part of it. I I, I think, I think the devils are in good shape with Mackenzie Blackwood, but He does need to be healthy, no doubt about it, Sam.
1: And before I know, Chris wants to talk to you about some of the future Devils, but before we go, kind of ties in with that. The Scouts are in town, or were in town, in uh, late January, assessing the team. Trade deadlines coming up. Are the Devils buyers? Are they sellers? And is it time now to maybe, instead of stockpiling some draft picks for futures, look to maybe getting in another Ryan Graves, a guy that might not be Doing so well, but could have some good potential. Or uh, obviously, they're not going to bring in a thirty-goal scorer for nothing. But you can find a guy like a Ryan Graves or somebody that might be underperforming or a difficult contract situation that you might be able to get from another team. I mean, if the Devils reach the point now, instead of looking ahead and keep getting all these draft picks that are four, five years down the road, is it time that they start bringing in some NHL, more NHL-ready players so that when the Luke Hughes and Shakir Markham get here in a couple of years. They're gelling together as a team.
0: Yeah, timing is everything, right, Sam? Um, I think Tom Fitzgerald will look over what he has, and again, where the team is at right now uh, in their current situation. Um, do they have a chance to win a Stanley Cup? That, that I think that's the question that Devils fans need to be asking: Is this team Stanley Cup ready? Personally, as, as much as I'd like to see it, I don't think so. I think they may be a few years away uh, as far as playoff contenders and, and, you know, qualifying for playoffs, that's a chance, but do you, you know, do you risk maybe trading away some assets uh, for a player right now that you may have on a contract for another two to three years um, just for the, you know, the hope that you do qualify for playoffs or maybe make a run at playoffs to me personally, um, I always look at the, the big picture, you know, is this a Stanley cup contending team? If so, then yes, you go out, you maybe gain some extra, an extra winger, uh, another goal scorer to maybe play with the Jack Hughes or a Nico, Heischer or Dawson Mercer, because to me, the devil's, you know, one, two, three, four down the middle of the ice, one of the most important positions they could be set for the very Long time future uh, with a Heashey, a Hughes, a Mercer, and a Micah McLeod, who we didn't speak about earlier, but I also feel is having a real nice season. Um, defensive wise, obviously Hamilton is out, so that was a big hit. I I still think the Devils uh, look good defensively. Do they need to make a splash and grab someone? Perhaps, maybe someone in that you know, yeah, I don't know, maybe in the top four, top five. They can look to maybe bring someone in. I don't know if, I don't know if the devils need to make a a real genuine splash here at the trade deadline. I think uh, to me personally, you kind of stick with what you got. I do think that, uh, you know, they may need to look at other options and goal as well, depending on how serious this injury is to to Jonathan Bernier. Uh, They'll need a backup. They'll need a legitimate backup, a one B you see it all around the league. Uh, you know, everyone talks about it that you need a one A, one B in the regular season for sure, and then you have your bona fide star, uh, number one goalie going uh, in the playoffs. Uh, you would hope uh, for every round in the playoffs that you advance. So right now, I don't know, Sam. I I don't think the Devils need to do anything drastic at the trade deadline. I think they obviously you want to, you know, make a push to qualify for playoffs. But I don't think the Devils are in that spot right now.
2: I think one of the benefits moving forward for New Jersey is, and we talked about it earlier in the podcast, but they have Jack Hughes and that's going to be a marketable thing to free agents and those veteran leaders you've discussed getting guys to come. I mean, look at Dougie Hamilton as well. Now the devils are starting to get those star players that players want to play with. And I I think that that's going to be important moving forward for New Jersey. Another thing important for New Jersey is the future We've seen the rankings where the Devils have, you know, top two, top three, top four prospect pools. We're getting towards the point where those prospects are now playing in the National Hockey League or the American Hockey League. So but one guy who's not there yet hasn't made his professional debut is Luke Hughes. And the the first round pick from this past year is dominating collegiate hockey. Uh, Mike, at least from the numbers and from what we've seen from the highlights, they pop off at you. His skating is on another level from guys that are older than him. Um, What have you seen? What have you heard from Luke Hughes? I know devil's fans are really excited uh, for him, even though he's probably still a few years away.
0: Oh man, Uh, Chris Mel Pearson, the university of Michigan coach loves him. He loves him. He, he's been a top two, top three defenseman as a freshman, What stands out about Hughes to me. And you know, it's the skating. Uh, and that's what you would expect from a Hughes, right? The edge work, the dynamic mobility. Um, but to skate like that with his size at about six to 185, it's rare guys. So Devils fans, you know, be be smiling, be happy because it's rare to find a defenseman of this size with that skating ability. He's so elusive, escapes so quickly from, from, from trouble, uh, so hard to play against. He has that He has a a natural deception to his game where he draws guys to him and and is able to make plays. He he showed a lot of his versatility last season and is doing it again this season um, with Michigan. He dictates play when when he has the puck, advances the puck really well. Yeah, Obviously, we all wish to see a little more of him at the World Junior Championship, which was was, uh, canceled prematurely because of all the COVID stuff that was going on at, at Edmonton and Red Deer. But at the University of Michigan, he has really shown his ability. He's got, you know, the last count I had was was 22 points, including nine goals in 26 games for the Wolverines. He was a plus 15 uh, rating. Obviously, you know, some days he gets to play with Owen Power, other days he's on that second pairing. So he's able to do it with a, a top pairing guy. He's able to do it with other guys. He's able to play the left point. He's a left hand shot, but he's also capable of playing the right point too, which he did at the NTTP for most of last season. And now Mel Pearson has all the confidence in the world that he can play both sides. You know, he works on the power play. He does a little PK. So as a left-handed D he, he's pretty much doing it all at the university of Michigan. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see when his future does start with the new Jersey devils. You know, I, I spoke to Luke probably about two 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 and a half weeks ago for a story I did on NHL.com uh, about Jack Hughes and, and Jack's marvelous, you know, uh, what we, what he's shown here since Christmas. And, you know, Luke says, I'm looking forward to that day. I'm really looking forward to the day when I able, I'm able to play with my brother. And I says, well, you know, what's your mindset when you do get on the ice with him? Cause this will be really the first time in a competitive setting the two have played together on the same team. So I asked him, you know, what's going to be your mindset when you get out there with your brother and he's just give him the puck. That's all I need to do. I just got to give him the puck. So this way he goes, it clears up two things. I know we're going to have a good offensive opportunity. And I know you know, later that night, he's not going to yell at me that I didn't give him the puck. So uh, Luke Hughes, it's a player that uh, certainly Devils fans should look forward to, to seeing at some point in the future. No doubt about it, Chris.
2: I remember some prognosticators heading into Jack Hughes's draft years that were saying, Jack is fantastic. Wait for Luke. So like, <laughs> it seems like every Hughes brother, it's kind of that's the mentality and that's that's the the prognostication there. So I know Devils fans are really excited to see Luke Hughes. Every time I see a highlight clipped on Michigan's Twitter, I'm like, holy crap, this guy can skate like the wind and he's got great hands. So it's, it's definitely exciting. And we can't wait to see him in the pros. One guy who's in the pros right now. Sam and I talk about this kid all the time because we want to see him get a sustained opportunity with Jack Hughes, you know, with Nico, he's we think that that might be coming towards the end of the season, but Alex Holtz cannot stop scoring goals in the American hockey league. And I know devil's fans are excited about that. Hasn't quite had it in the NHL yet, but come on, guys don't just walk into the national hockey league, the best league in the world and just score a bunch of goals. It's going to take time but what have you liked from him? He's one of the finishers. We always talk about the devils needing finishers. He's one of them. He's right there. He's on the cusp. What what do you like about Alex Holtz?
0: Yeah. You know, Alex Holtz is a player and, you know, in training camp and in the first uh, couple of games, he was a player that I thought would, would, you know, earn a roster spot full-time with the devils this year. And I was wrong. And that's a credit to the devils. Uh, I think what the devils are doing, they're doing it the right way with Alexander Holtz. Um, Look, His shot is as good as it gets. You mentioned that, Chris. It makes him a threat to score from anywhere in the offensive zone. He's going to be that guy once he gets that going, that that shot. You know, I don't want to get everyone too revved up, but, you know, it could be something along the lines of if he's able to rear back and really get into it and, and learn how to get that shot off at an NHL level. And it's very close if not right now at an NHL level, it's going to be like Patrick line, esque. So he's a pure sniper um, as currently constructed and what he does, he, he has the potential to be a first line finish, uh, you know, finishing guy, uh, a trigger man, utility on the power play um, special town. If, if he can refine that talent, then there's uh, no telling where it might take him. He, you know, he played seven games with the devils. He had two assists this season. It was a minus three. I think that's something Lindy Ruff, when we discussed uh, Alexander Holtz, he wants to see a little bit more of, he needs him to be uh, coming back into his own end and doing some things uh, in the own end, in his own end to back check and, and play the right way. And um, you know, it's almost like a similar uh, development uh, path as Jack Hughes had, where Jack had to learn in the NHL, you know, to, to play, that two-way game and not get into the, you know, spinning around in the neutral zone and doing things on his own. Alexander Holtz is the same way. He was able to do a lot of real good things in the Swedish hockey league. Um, and he just needs to learn and, and he's doing it in the American hockey league. There's no question. But when he gets to the NHL where it's a lot tougher, players are bigger, stronger, he's going to have to refine his game. No doubt about it. But I like the with the future holds for Alexander Holtz. I love the guy's shot. Chris, uh, it's going to be great, and um, you know, whenever he does uh, become a full-time player with the Devils, it's going to be nice to see him either alongside Heesher, as you said, or, or Jack Hughes. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
1: You said Linley. I thought you were going to set us up for an Alex Ovechkin or yeah. a Steven I, I couldn't
0: go there. I couldn't go there, <laughs> Sam. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. That's what I thought you were he going. He's really excited, so he tempered it. Tempered it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, but with Holtz, it, it feels interesting too because it seems like. He's so dominant in the American League level that just can't quite figure out the defensive responsibilities or where he needs to be in the National League level. And I was curious, just your thoughts in general, not necessarily with Alex Holtz, but with players in general. Obviously, last year, Lindy Ruff gave a lot of these guys a lot of leash to make some mistakes and learn from their mistakes. And now he expects all those guys to take steps forward doesn't give them as much leeway to make those mistakes. But with Holtz, obviously, they're trying to hamper him into those defensive fundamentals. Do, do you? What have you seen from his few games, the seven games that he played? Because I, I agree with you. And I, I remember speaking of Alex Ovechkin, I remember that first preseason game in Washington when Holtz had a goal and two assists, and he scored the shootout goal. And it was just like, oh, man. And it was against Washington's top. You know, It wasn't like a preseason where you're playing against nobody. I mean, you had T.J. Oshie was in the game. You know, Tom Wilson was in the game. Ovechkin was in the game. Uh, Samsonov was in goal. So it was like legitimate players. And I thought he played really well. Do you feel like he's kind of in that weird position right now where he's better than the HL, but not quite NHL ready?
0: Yeah, I I do Sam. And I think you laid it out there perfectly. Um, You know, obviously he played extraordinarily well in the Swedish hockey league came over the transition to the American hockey league. It took a little time, but now he's adjusted to the game and, and he's a quick learner. He's got a good IQ. Alex Holtz, um, and you see when he's able to play his game, when he's able to do the right things on the ice, uh, what he's capable of doing. And he's showcasing that in the American hockey league, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the devils are at a point now and we we've harped on this as, as media members. We've discussed it with Lindy Ruff. We've discussed it with, uh, with GM Tom Fitzgerald you know, they're at a point now where they don't want to use, you know, the card of we're one of the youngest teams or we are the youngest team in the league. You know, we want to complete, compete for for a playoff spot for a Stanley Cup. And I think that's what the Devils are, are looking to do. I mean, hey, you could just have Alexander Holtz, you know, still playing with the Devils, you know, giving giving him the experience, but the Devils aren't going to do that. They don't want to see him playing in a, you know, a bottom six role. This is a player that should be A top six player. He he should be one of the wingers for those top top two uh, centers uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And until he reaches that expectation and it's very very going to come very, very soon, because we're seeing he's capable of doing that in the American League. um, You know, they'll be patient with Alexander Holtz. They don't want to rush him. They don't want to create any, you know, uh, bad feelings with Holtz and, and maybe turn him into a player that they're not looking for him to become. Um, he's going, they want him to play his game, be successful at his own game in his own way, but they certainly want to see it done in a top six role. So I think that's what the devils are waiting for. And quite honestly, Sam, and you know, this, I mean, that, I think that's what, that's the the path and the direction the devils want to take with all their young players and the devils do have, you know, several good young players in their system right now. So, you know, be patient with them, um, you know, see how, see how they're able to, you know grow and mature, get stronger in the American League, have success and then gradually bring them up to the national League, see what they're capable of doing and if and if the fit is there and if they're able to get the job done, then they'll stick. That's what they want to see. If you're good enough to play in the NHL, show us and, and we'll have you as a full-time member of this club, but until that time you know be prepared because you may be sent down to the American League and have to prove yourself again, which is what Holtz is doing.
1: You mentioned the Devils obviously are doing it the right way, not rushing these prospects. And in some of their picks, they obviously looked a little further down the line and without necessarily, we need you to be here immediately and make an impact, including that draft with Alex Holtz. Another player taken was Shakir Mukamadolan, a player that they knew would be a little bit longer project. But they loved his upside and, you know, it, they might have been criticized at the time, making the selection as high as they did, but. Seems like they kind of knew something that they that was going on there because after a good year worth, he's he seems to really be popping off. And Rush, I wonder if you've got any update or scouting report on him and how well he's doing and how well he's coming along.
0: Yeah. Sam, there's always gonna be a market for a six foot four defenseman who can skate well. I mean, I that's what I said about Luke Hughes and, you know, Mahoka Doolin is in that same is in that same boat. he, he has a cannon for a one timer. He's not shy about using it. We we saw a two game glimpse of him at the at the World Junior Championship again. Selfishly, I, you know, I, I wish we were able to see a little more for for Russia on the under twenty team there. Um, but it, it, it looks like, uh, and from the roster that I've seen, he'll represent Russia, you know, in the Olympics, which is going to be nice to see. Um, had seven points, and three goals, four assists in thirty four games in the Continental Hockey League right now. But you know, I, I like the fact his skating ability, his shot, he's usually in that top two, top three, uh, range as far as defenseman goes. Um, you know, and this is a player that I think, you know, obviously he's playing in the KHL. It's been a comfort for him. Um, and eventually he's going to make his way to, to the American league and, and then play in the NHL. And until that time, I think just watching him develop and grow is going to be key. Uh, you know, for the Devils and, and making sure that he's developing the right way. I, but I do think it was a surprise pick. Um, uh, and, and I think the Devils, you know, did their homework on this player and knowing what he's capable of doing. Uh, and again, you always talk to scouts about projection. And this was a player that the Devils projected very high, maybe three, four years down the road, that they felt that if they didn't take him in the first round, someone was going to grab him there in the second before they had a pick. So, You make that pick and the devils were able to do that uh, with with three picks uh, that year anyway. So um, uh, an interesting pick by the devils. Let's see if it's a good one. I think it will be, you know, Muhammad Doolin is, is is a special player. Uh, Again, great skater, good shot. It'll be interesting to see what he's able to bring once he does reach the NHL.
1: And last one for you, Mike, and again, thanks again for taking the time to talk with us uh, on a, on this Monday afternoon, but we talked about a couple of prospects, obviously the bigger names, the Holtzes, the Luke Hughes, the Mooka Any other prospects really jump out to you that you feel like have some really good potential, some big upside? I mean, we, we talked about Jesper Brad earlier, sixth round pick kind of popped out of nowhere. Anybody like that on the radar? And what do you think maybe overall the, the Devil's Farm system that they've built up here over the last few years?
0: Yeah, I do like the farm system, Sam. I, I like what the Devils are doing here. Uh, obviously they they loaded up on picks uh, with recent trades that you know Tom Fitzgerald has been able to make in, in recent years, you know, getting Nolan Foot. Nolan Foot is a player that I'm looking forward to seeing as a full-timer in the NHL. Great size at 6'4, 201. Um, you know, Kevin Ball is another player that has had several cups of coffee with the Devils. On defense, he's, a, you know, going at six, seven, about 230 pounds. You know, Kevin Ball is that type of player that at that size and what he's capable of doing. I I, I just want him. I would like Kevin Ball to watch tape of Siegenthaler because if Kevin Ball can kind of simulate and, and kind of do the things and just play with that type of demeanor that Siegenthaler will play, he would be such a dynamic, strong uh, an impactful player for the devils in the future. At some point, obviously Tyce Thompson is a player that's nicked up right now injured. Um, but he's a player that I'm looking forward to, to watching with the devils and, you know, Riley Walsh, the right-handed D man, um, you know, playing with, uh, you know, Utica and, and showcasing himself really well. I think Riley Walsh is a player on defense. Um, he goes about six, six foot, uh, you know, 180, 185. Um, uh, could be in that uh, bottom four defensive role in the NHL to, to, to start. But, you know, as high end offensive IQ um, utilizes his his spacing really well on the ice, um, can fire the puck. Riley Walsh is a player that uh, I'd also look forward to, to, you know, following the development path and, and watching him reach the NHL and, and then seeing what he can do in the bigs.
2: Thank you so much, Mike, for joining us. We appreciate that. We won't take up any more of your time, uh, but we'll probably have you back on here, here soon because there's still a lot more to talk about. And obviously with Central Scouting releasing their list and everything else, we'll want to get you back on to talk about that soon. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sam. Have a great day, guys.
2: Sam, great interview, as always, with Mike. If you ever are, you know, hanging around the media room um, at, at Prudential Center and you want to just talk hockey with someone, Mike is your guy. Uh, a lot of great stuff there. That he, I loved him talking about Brad. I loved him talking about Jack, um, you know, talking about the impact of Jonas Siegenthaler, his insights into some of these players. His insights into Luke Hugh stand out to me the most because he's actually talked with the Michigan head coach Um, instead of just watching highlights like you and I have over the last few weeks here, where we're just like, wow, jaw-dropping skating ability from Luke Hughes. So he had a little bit more in-depth insight into him. And then as I mentioned off the top, I really liked what he had to say about Alex Holtz as well, how he is that guy. He's going to be that guy compared to Patrick Laine. And that's pretty awesome. I think Devils fans liked hearing
1: that. Oh, absolutely. And, And I know Devils fans are, chomping at the bit to get Holtz there and to have him be that Patrick lining for him, that finisher that the devils really need uh, and a complimentary wing to some of those great centers that they've already got. But again, that's why I do like talking to Mike. He's, he's a bigger picture kind of guy and he sees the development that's going on with an Alex Holtz doesn't want him rushed. Doesn't want him brought here when he's not ready, let him find his way. And as, as he mentioned by the end of the season, no doubt he's going to be a regular in the devil's lineup, finding his way through it. And that might be sooner than later. Who knows when that'll be, but when it is, it'll be a fun th- fun time to watch. And even touching on the buyers and sellers coming up with the trade deadline and everything, just the the, the view from way up top that, that Mike has was, you know, is this a Stanley Cup contending team? No, then you keep building for the future until you get to that point and make that commitment. So maybe tinker on the sides and tinker on the edges, but no big moves, in his opinion, no big moves. And so, like, again, that's why I love getting his take on these things. He's been around the game so long so insightful just just has his finger on the pulse of all the all these things so uh, I love getting his take on that because I think there's an argument to be made both ways and I understand his viewpoint and I, I can see that too and I can see that being the case and you mentioned Luke Hughes and man you love hearing that don't you the fourth overall pick and speaking of can't wait for uh Holtz to get here again you got to be patient but when Luke does get here and you got Luke and Jack playing together it's just going to be so much fun for Devils fans to watch and but really the National Hockey League to watch a brother combo. Two high skilled high-end brother combo, too. Not just two guys that are brothers that are playing together. I mean, these are two guys that are gonna be legit. One might be a top pair D-man, one obviously your top center, your franchise center. So a lot of fun coming down the road. And I know I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. And love to hear that Mike's also looking forward to it.
2: Um, let me just paint you a picture here, Sam. Luke Hughes to Dougie Hamilton, to Jack Hughes, to Luke Hughes, to Jack Hughes. Score! Like, I think <laughs> like, that's that's kind of like what we're, you know, Devils fans and uh, us who cover the team on a day-to-day basis, are, we have to, to look forward to. So that's that's going to be excellent.
1: Last thoughts, uh, anything else that stuck out to you? Uh, you did forget the Dougie Hamilton to Luke Hughes, the Dougie Hamilton to Jack Hughes, to Alex Holtz. Score.
2: Yes, I did Don't forget that
1: we get the, the line of the group there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the other big thing is, is the goaltending situation the Devils are in because it's it's a current situation where they have an issue with Bernier going down and Blackwood trying to work his way through whatever his ailment is. And it's a long-term situation where they've got to figure out if Blackwood's the man. Mike Morial believes in him. He sees the talent, sees the potential, as do I, as do you, I know, Chris. But at the same time, Blackwood's got to go out there and prove it. And I know it's, it's a difficult situation for him dealing with with an injury and dealing with something that, you know, it's, it's easy for us to sit up in the press box or in the radio booth and say, Oh, you know, make that save, do this, do that. And we don't know the, the pain really, or the things he's got to do to stretch out that heel and to be able to play through some of these things. And we don't even know. And he's obviously not one to make excuses. He's never going to say, Oh, this has been an issue that like, he's a guy that just wants to go out there and play, not make the excuses and just let his play speak for itself. But you know, there's something bothering him. It's, it's, been an issue really all year. I mean, he missed the start of training camp, missed the first couple of games because of it. So hopefully he can kind of get through that. And I mean, really the devils are going to need him Um, this year, beyond this year, if they're going to be a contender, if they're going to start building this thing for the future, that's the way we know that they will and that they are. So I think that's a a very interesting thing to keep your eye on. And I thought Mike's, Mike's, I answer on that, I think really uh, spoke volumes to the situation that McKenzie's dealing with personally and his health wise that again sometimes we tend to forget those things but mike being michael obviously the over observant writer had that in the back of his mind and i thought he was very poignant in bringing that up
2: absolutely sam thank you so much as always you do great work lots of good stuff on new jersey and uh, love listening to you and maddie on the podcast thank you for letting me be a part of it today and thank you fans for listening on Speak of the devils presented by rwj barnabas health the official hair- health care provider of the new jersey devils